you say it's proper. Everyone has a little bit of season. Every fucking plan out there, you're a fucking sick man if you want to be part. That's what we're doing, this shit, bro. Alright, alright. Welcome to Mong.org Fantasy Basketball. This is the first ever episode of Mong.org Fantasy Basketball, and I hope it's going to be a ripper of a season coming up. Let's get it started. I'm your host, Nick Luff, one of the members of Mong.org Fantasy Basketball. Been one of the OGs since 2018, and I'm happy to do this podcast for everyone who's tuning in, getting ready for the upcoming season. So just a quick overview on what this podcast episode will be about. I'll go through the history of Mong.org Fantasy Basketball, and I'll go through each individual team's previews and where they're picking at in the draft. I'll also go through some closing remarks, as well as what we should do for last place punishment this year. So I'll start with the history of our league. Started off in 2018. Through that time, we've had plenty of new faces, a lot of faces have left us, and right now I'd like to give us a moment of silence for those fallen soldiers. Big Boodoo Troy, Samuel's Groovy Team, Ward's Ballers, The Gay Boys, Burger Boys, Gortat Gets Girls. Ligma Basketballs, Brow Season, and Harden's Hardest Hose. Righto. Very somber start to this, but it's definitely needed. And to be honest, all those people that are no longer with us now, they were just all NPCs of the of our league, especially Ward's ballers. Prominent last place getter and also our backup if anyone hope decides to pull out last minute. Please don't be that guy to pull out. I don't want Andy back in this league. So through the years, Mong.org started off as a 12-team league head-to-head in Yahoo. We've increased it to 14, and now this year is the first time we're doing a 16-team league. What's next for Mong.org in the future? Maybe we go to 16-team with promotion and relegation between another one. Or maybe we go for a full 30-team league. Maybe we even do a dynasty league as well coming up. Just all goes on with our popularity going forward. To date, there's only been two clear winners. One of them being Connor McCallum, who's won it three times. And then myself, Nick, who won it the year of COVID being introduced. So technically, Nick's ring is more of a Mickey Mouse ring. I'll leave it up to you guys to determine if it actually counts. So with Connor's dominance, 
does everyone reckon the league's rigged, considering that he is the commissioner? There's a lot of murmurs going out there that he probably is. So we'll keep that in touch and see what he does to fix his corruption in the league. Righto, that's enough of an intro of our league. Let's go straight into the team previews. We'll start off with the first pick of the 2022-2023 draft, which will be Darius. His team name is the JR Smiths. He's kept it solid for his all years since he joined in 2019. He's been a solid drafter as well, finishing first in regular season in 2020. Last season, his team bombed out with injuries and the questionability of Anthony Davis, Richard Holmes, Jonathan Isaac, and Kawhi. Does that change his drafting strategy for this year? Potentially. And obviously, as his first-round pick, he'll be targeting Jokic. He is the undeniable first pick in all formats. He'll definitely be going for a more risk-free draft strategy and hopefully be going for someone with more, with a more well-rounded approach as Jokic doesn't hurt you in any of the cats. Hopefully Darius stays in the league for many years to come and I hope he keeps the same team name of J.R. Smith. What has actually happened to J.R. Smith? The last thing that I've seen is that he's taken up golf and he's apparently really good at it. Sorry, he was playing with MJ a few weeks ago. Maybe you'll see him in um, that new golf tournament, Live Golf. It'd be pretty sick. Right, all right, second pick in the draft, Will. His team name is D-Hose. Joined in 2021, after making the playoffs in his first season, will he take risk in drafting this year? Potentially punter category? He's definitely in the right position to do so. Who will he target at pick number two? Surely I'm thinking it's Giannis. This will lead him to more of a punt free throw as Giannis is the premier bloke to do it with. Dark horse pick could be Embiid. And if he's really worried about rest and injuries, maybe Harden as well. Hopefully he keeps up his strong first season of making playoffs with making the playoffs again in second season. Coming in at pick number three is Mick Coppin with his team name, Malice from the Alice. First rookie coming up. Coppin has been a long time hater of sports talk, but since moving to Alice Springs to become allegedly a fed, He's grown an interest in AFL and now returning to his Pinoy roots of basketball. Who will he target? Coppo has been very tight-lipped of his drafting process. Maybe he doesn't have any idea of how to do it. Maybe he'll even flake on draft day. I know he can see value in many things. Maybe his time in the territory will force him to draft an all-white team. And with that notion, I think he'll, look, he'll be looking at Doncic for his first pick. He also could be a shoo-in for Embiid slash Harden as well. Be wary, he was an old-time Spurs fan, so there might be a few Spurs players on his team. Then at pick four, it's myself going in with the team name Pope Paolo on the hope that I draft Paolo Banquero. So I've been an original drafter since 2018. Got my Mickey Mouse ring in 2019. First in regular season last season, but lost in consolidation round to Luke, which potentially is the biggest rivalry in the league known to date. Who am I targeting? I'm a bloke that spent too much time going to the statistics of every player. I love punting categories too. So I'll be definitely hoping for Luke at fourth. 
If not, either Harden or Bede, I'll happily take also. Everyone has their vices in the world. For some people, it's drugs or gambling. For me, it's trades. I'm going to try and hold back this season, but it's really just like seeing a seasoned smoker quit for the fifth time. Shout out to you, Michael. And then at fifth is the second rookie of the draft, Sam Treasure, with his team name, Ant-Man's Cumslut. Word on the street is that he's coming in hard with a ferocity that hasn't been seen by any rookie before. Will he draft with knowledge greater than what is seen by previous rookies? We'll have to wait and find out. Who is he targeting? All that I know is Sam is a huge Timberwolves fan. My condolences to that. Will he take Cat this early? Even for a rookie, that's pushing it. So I'm assuming he passes on Cat and goes for whoever's left out of Embiid, Harden, or even Durant. I expect a solid rookie season from Sam. Maybe one of the best of all time, but that's going to be hard to beat. The reason why it's hard to beat is because of the man picking at sixth, Ethos, with his team name Nash Knickers. This is his second season after what was called by all a ridiculous draft last season. Ethan composed himself only to be pipped at the line by Connor in the final. The best rookie season to date, by far. He learned quickly, but was it all a fluke? Can he do it again? I'm not so sure. Who is he targeting? I have minimal intel on what Ethan will actually do. Will he play it safe and go for the remainder of the big six, being either KD, Embiid or Harden? He's a Grizzlies and Closet Hornets fan, which, it, which was so easily distinguishable from the eight players he drafted from those two teams last season. So maybe he goes for Lamelo at sixth. That'd be a major reach if he does. He changed his team name too many times last season, with each name getting progressively more shit. I'll take side bets on how many times he does this this year if anyone is keen. Another thing to note about old Ethos is he's religious, he is a religious listener of Josh Lloyd, so expect him to reach on Lloydy's fantasy favourites, i.e. Brandon Clark, KPJ or Sangoon. Moving on from Ethan is the bloke picking at 7th and now also 11th, Mitch Crawley, with his team name, Pazinga Box. He's been in the league since 2020, a very good drafter, and has made the playoffs every year since joining. With a trade of picks with his brother Connor, how does that fare for him? I think value will fall to both of these picks, but it must be discussed the lopsidedness of this trade. A second and a third for a first and a thirteenth? Maybe you could have asked for a bit more value, especially since everyone uses their last couple of picks as flyer type picks. Anyway, moving on. Who is he targeting? As mentioned, value will fall to him at seventh. He could have anyone ranging from Embiid, KD, Harden. If those blokes don't fall, he's got Curry and Trey as backups. Certainly a good drafting spot to have. The other pick will be sort of dependent on what he does with his first. But he'll be in a good spot to potentially draft Cat or even Lillard. It'll be hard for him to be competitive in points with there being such a big gap between his second and third pick. He'll be one to look out for to winning the chip this year, for sure. Back from the dead, at pick 8 is Chase, with his generic Yahoo team name Chase's champion team. 
After a one-year hiatus, he is back. Will he return the name of Ball Busters as well? I sure hope so. Chase's first two seasons were pretty rough, finishing 11th in both, but I'm sure he's back with a vengeance this season. Who is he targeting? Well, everyone knows he's a huge Hawks fan, and to this date, he hasn't drafted anyone other than Trey in the first round. And to be honest, I think it's a pretty good shout at 8th overall as well. I expect a bit of activity from Chase on the waiver wire this year, chasing roughies. A bit of gallopers luck from the pokies room will go a long way in this league, and he sure got that. Just past halfway in the draft, and now picking at ninth is Sean, with the team name Young Rich Nick Kurz. This is the sophomore season for Podgeby. I've been in a few mock drafts with him, and he's well in tune with players' values. He'll be wearing the Philippines flag with pride on draft night. Will we expect a strong finish by the thriller from Manila this season, or will he bow out like Pacquiao did to Jeff Horn? Who is he targeting? Sean is a Celtics fan, as everyone knows, so I think he'll go for Tatum, but it's a bit high for him considering the value that could fall. He could have Curry or Lamelo eyeing him at this pick, which are both pretty good options in my mind. I don't think PUBG will miss playoffs this season. I also don't think he'll make heinous trades like he desperately did last year to try and make playoffs. Shout out to the trade that you did with me to give me Donnie, Donnie Mitchell. And I gave you, I think it was, who was it? Vanderbilt and Jordan Clarkson. Sorry about that, mate. Moving on to pick 10. That is Campbell. The team named Lance make him dance. Campbell is an OG, been here since 2018. He's a bloke that takes risks in the draft, but it hasn't paid off very well, with fourth being his best finished in 2020. Maybe this year he takes a steadier approach. Be all to, up to him to see what happens. Who do you reckon he'll target? Surely he'll go for a big name. There's a chance value could fall, still fall to him at 10th. I'm expecting him to have to pick between Curry, Tatum, Lamelo, Lillard, Cat. Expect him to be hesitant of Lillard due to himself drafting him last season. Looks like I'll, it'll potentially be Tatum if PUBG doesn't take him. With recent success in the housing market, can Harcourt's Campbell be a dark horse with trades mid-season? I expect him to be a smooth talker. With what would have been the 11th pick for Connor is now the 22nd due to the trade he's done with his brother. His team name is Larry's Birds. This is his third season in coming and he has started hot with what could be a league winning trade by getting great value for his first pick. In my opinion, the 11th pick is the last spot for serious value to drop if some stupid drafting or reaching is to occur early. But we also know there is a pretty big drop off between first round and second round. It'll be interesting to see what he does. Who is he targeting? I think he will try and scoop up the last remaining heavy hitters in points as possible. Maybe a pairing of Ja Morant and Anthony Edwards with his two second round picks. I know that will make a couple of blokes unhappy at the draft. Now, this needs to be discussed. We've all received trades from Connor. Most of them are seriously offensive to your intelligence. Could this be the year that his baiting tactic gets rewarded or will it backfire? 
I'll leave this as a warning to the new rookies. Moving on to pick 12, Connor McCallum with the team name, Perk 30ers. The Comish, and literally Bill Russell with the rings. Thank God he hasn't three-peated yet. Is this the end of his tenure at the top? Let's bloody hope so. But in all honesty, he's one of the best drafters in the league for a reason. This is his bread and butter. Who is he targeting? Every year he's pissed and moaned about not getting Halliburton. Will he finally take him at 12th? There's every chance he does. He'll likely be picking between Halliburton, Lillard and Cat. All are quite valuable options. Is this league actually rigged in his favour? As I said, there's definitely rumours that it is. I hope he does draft picking for next season in front of all of us at this year's draft, which I've heard will be based on the FIFA World Cup. I don't really want to talk about this bloke, but it's it's Luke. His team name's Comancheros. That's what he thinks he is. Tough bikey or some shit. Bloke's probably never ridden a motorbike. Anyway, he's picking at 13th. Didn't really want to discuss anything about Luke's fantasy prospects this season because I genuinely think he has no clue. A lot of you don't know the beef between myself and him, but you'll see see it a lot more this season, that's for sure. The luckiest drafter on earth, with Poole, Bain, Edwards, Valanchunas all having career years or huge breakouts. Don't expect this type of luck to happen again in a 16-team league. Who is he targeting? As mentioned, he's got no clue. Honestly, wouldn't be surprised if he takes Ant this high as he loves him so much and is a closet Timberwolves fan. So expecting him to be picking between Edwards, Lillard and Halliburton. And just a reminder for all, he's got a picture of Edwards hanging in his bedroom just above his bed. A man who thinks finishing third in one season makes him a fantasy immortal. Maybe it does in NRL, but not in fantasy basketball. Do it at least three seasons in a row, and then maybe you'll be considered good. Pick 14, another OG drafter, Blake, with a team name this year of Crackhead Cavs. Blake has made playoffs every single year. A common trend with Blake is he drafts for three specifically. Will he try something new this season? From my intel, probably not. Who is he targeting? This stage of the draft is where it gets interesting. If people draft accordingly, he'll start to be looking at people who rest a serious amount of games or have serious injury concerns. Expect Blake to be picking between Lillard, LeBron, AD, Karai, and Paul George. Blake has his favourites, which seem to trend from whatever value he picked up from the waivers the season before. He's also not afraid to throw trades around too. Just be wary of how much he fleeced Ethan last season. I'm talking to you all rookies. Another OG drafter at 15, Mac Lingberg, with the team name, Sloppy Obi Toppin. He is the big man of the draft. Kling also loves drafting big men. Another funny coincidence is that Kling is one of the most injury-prone people I know. Injuring his back, his foot, just 
month on month with new injuries coming up every now and again, which is exactly like every team he's bloody drafted. Will he try and draft longevity this season? Probably not. Who is he targeting? Not many big men at the end of the draft to pick from here. He could be going for a LeBron reunion from his first season. Expect him to be picking between LeBron, Booker, AD and Kyrie. And potentially Bam Adebayo if he feels like a less risky centre is the path for him. Matt has a good turn of foot coming into the draft this year, so I'm expecting a first finals appearance for him. You heard that right. An OG guy hasn't made the finals yet. Hope he does this season. And finally, at pick 16, it's Oakley, with the team name Big Boodoo Yas. Oakley rounds up the end of this draft. This is his second year picking at the turn. Is it a good thing to be picking at the turn this year? It's certainly got its upside. Who will he be targeting? The Scraps? I don't know. Oakley is a pretty good drafter. He also loves the big names. I expect him to be picking between LeBron, AD, Kyrie, and Paul George, with it potentially ending up being a risky AD-Kyrie combo. It'll be interesting to see if he takes the risk this season. Surely it's time Kyrie plays more than 20 games, and hopefully AD can find his rhythm again and not be made of glass for once. So that's all the team previews. What do we expect, or what should we watch out for this season? Well, as we know, this is the first year we've gone into a 16-team league, so the waiver wires are going to be pretty thin. So it'll be extremely helpful to know the knowledge of the deeper league players. As I've noticed through all my mock drafts and training for this, Yahoo, ESPN, Fantracks, all have pretty shit rankings. They're slowly getting better, coming closer to the start of the season, However, we're drafting two weeks from the start of actual season, so expect some dud rankings to slip through the cracks. Connor has also made a live doc for showing all the players when they've been drafted this year, as we'll have some people dialing in from out of state. This uses hashtags rankings from a couple weeks ago, so this is again a bit out of date, so please do your own research. And also, once again, watch out for Connor Crawley's bum-ass trades. Another thing that hasn't been done yet in this league is a proper last place punishment. This season, we're going to be forking over an extra $50 from Wooden Spoon, so this keeps the bottom active in the league. Rumours are saying that they'll also need to stay 24 hours in a fast food restaurant. We'll leave this as a a debate for our league on what the best idea for punishment would be. I think 24 hours at Macca's is a horrible punishment, so therefore they should have that. Maybe once every hour they have to eat a quarter pounder. I myself, being one of the lightest weight candidates here, definitely need the weight. But I know for sure I won't be finishing last. Anyway, thanks for tuning in guys. Wish you the best of luck for the upcoming season. And I hope you all smash Luke Holman. Cheers.